What we're actually aiming to do is to choose how we spend our time. I like people to think about the point of accumulating this wealth and working towards it is not so that you can reach a certain point and sit on a beach drinking pina coladas for the rest of your life. It's so that you then get this choice about how you spend your time. That's what time rich really is. We do have to check in and things do creep in. And if you're not consciously taking a moment to go, what is the good stuff? What is the stuff I'm not liking? Before you know it, you're just down with spirals hard to get out of. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and Improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management, sales and buyers agency servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here's your host, Jared Mann. G'day, Lacey. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Really excited to have you back. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Jared. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I was looking at the calendar and depending on when you listen to this, we're mid-February. I can't believe how fast the year's going and well, for a lot of people that set their New Year's resolutions or their goals, I know some people are probably already off track. Not not our listeners, of course, but um, <laughs> but I wanted to get you on because you've got a really some really different ways to think about how to design that lifestyle and and become what you call time rich. So I thought it might be a bit of an alternative to some people that are look are still thinking about how they want their twenty twenty four to look. So, thanks for joining us to chat on this today. Oh, thanks for having me. I love talking about this topic. I think it's um, something that we don't give enough thought to, so delighted to have the chance. Well, I'm a big fan of your book, Money School, and you've got a lot of other programs around that. And uh, this was one of the topics I really loved when I read the book. So, take us through like how it works and what are some of the tools to you know, unpacking and, and improving this. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's there's directional goals that people have, right? You know, I want to own this many properties in this many years. I want to be at this stage financially. So those are big thinking, strategic picture stuff. Often we neglect the tactical stuff, the day-to-day, the what does my day look like? And actually, when we hear people complain about feeling time poor or not being happy with their day, it tends to actually be stuff that pops up day-to-day. Yes, you need that strategic direction. Yes, you need to know where you're going. You've got to have those goals. You've got to work towards them. But if you don't take the time to analyze what's happening on a day-to-day basis, then you can find yourself not very happy with how the average day plays out. And it's an interesting thing that even if you do get to financial independence, you get to that point where those properties are paying you enough income and you get to dial back the work a bit. If you haven't sorted out this day-to-day stuff, you're still not going to be terribly happy. (laughs) So I talk about my favorite quality of life, Gabe, as being the shit to gold ratio. So apologies for the swearing. (laughs) But uh, it actually comes a little bit from mining this idea. You know, you've got to liberate all the good metals from all the shit, all the rock that's left over. And that ratio is about saying, look, there's always going to be some stuff you don't want to do. There's always going to be some crappy stuff that you're not going to enjoy. But if you've got enough of the gold, the good stuff, it becomes worth it. So what I encourage people to do is to think about their day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. What are the activities they're doing and do they fall into one of three buckets? So in the middle is usually needs. It's the stuff you have to do. It's like brushing your teeth and eating well and doing some exercise. There's no point really laboring about whether you like it or not. Find something that you enjoy if you can, but you have to do it. So don't waste your time too much on those, apart from finding the most pleasant or happy way that keeps you going doing them. But on the other side are the things that you don't have to do, and they fall into one of two buckets. So I think of it as being the gold, the stuff you love, the things that really light you up, that give you satisfaction, make your day good, and then the shit, the stuff you don't want to do. And really, life is about optimizing that ratio, trying to get more gold and less shit. 
Well, I love how you think about it because, well, firstly, it's great to acknowledge that regardless of whatever level we get to, there's still going to be shit stuff that we have to deal with and some of that we just can't get off our plate. And, and, and then as well, there's certainly the needs in the middle that we have to deal with too. But I love how you, if you start to categorize and, and draw out your list, you can really start to more consciously think, you know, can I shift some of these off potentially and, or, you know, do I really enjoy doing that or have to do it? Exactly. And I think that's that conscious point, right? Often you'll get to the end of a day and you'll be like, this has not been a fun day. <laughs> What's gone wrong here? And then you, before you know it, you've had a couple of weeks where you're like, oh, I'm just feeling the weight. Like I'm not happy. And often when you look at it, it is you've missed these small little bits of gold and you can get through the crappy stuff if you've got enough good stuff to balance it out, you know, and every part of life is, you know, it's a certainty of life. You're going to have some of that miserable stuff. So yeah, how do you find those pops of joy and the things that make getting through the, the bad stuff worthwhile? And on the podcast previously, we've spoken a lot about that, having that strategic plan and being that bigger picture. So this is perfect to actually, you know, even regardless of the amount of money that you've got, this is something that we can practically work on with designing our lives, you know. So tell us a bit more about what is time rich and how does that kind of look like compared to the norm for most people? Yeah, it's... A concept that I started to articulate because of that idea of the financial independence retiring early movement for FIRE, a lot of people get stuck on the RE bit because they'll go, but I don't want to retire. Like, you know, Jared, I can't imagine you sitting on your hands and doing nothing. <laughs> You're actually not looking to retire, most people. I mean, maybe there's a few that are, but- Yeah, you can try it on for a, a month or so and see how you like it. <laughs> exactly. And then if you get bored, you'll know why. What we're actually aiming to do is to choose how we spend our time. And that can be work, you know, like I've been financially independent for 10 years now. I probably work harder than I did before financial independence, but I'm more motivated because the work I'm doing is not about earning an income. So I, I like people to think about the, the point of accumulating this wealth and working towards it is not so that you can reach a certain point and sit on a beach drinking pina coladas for the rest of your life. It's so that you then get this choice about how you spend your time. That's what time rich really is. And you made that point as well. We can do this at any time in our lives. It's not a case of you've got to wait till you hit the goal. It's not that, the, the, but the more time rich feeling we can bring in earlier in our life, the, the more satisfied we are, the more chance we have to do work that's really meaningful for us, be happier with our families, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think the point of having a financial independence goal is it just gives you that ultimate control. You, you really do at that point of financial independence get to say, well, it's my time now. I don't have to earn an income from, from a wage. I get to choose. But you'd be surprised how many people keep doing that because they love their work. <laughs> so I think that's the way to think about it. For most people, they feel like they have to work. Like they, they don't have a choice. You know, they, I have to have this salary because I need to put food on the table and a roof over our heads. And for, for many people, that that is the entire story of their lives until they get to the point of being able to access superannuation and or relying on the pension. And we know the pension's not terribly high. You know, it's considered Australia's poverty line. So they don't necessarily look forward to that. Trying to bring that time-rich feeling into your youth is about getting to that independence earlier so you can you can have a much more satisfying and I, I tend to think of productive life, whatever productive looks like for you. I'm not talking about you know, the amount of dollars you earned or capital growth, like whatever you think is adding value to society and to your family. Well, that certainly sounds a lot more exciting to me. <laughs> I find that you, know, you have to keep revisiting this as well because the stuff just inevitably shit piles up doesn't it 
and people try and push their shit onto your plate. <laughs> yes, you know that the, you know the monkey. I yeah, you know, they joke about you get the arm of the monkey, then the leg of the monkey, and before you know it, you got the monkey on your back and you're carrying it. And how did I end up like this? <laughs> it's such a good point. We do have to check in, and things do creep in. And if you're not consciously taking a moment to go, what is the good stuff? What is the stuff I'm not liking? Before you know it, you're just down this downward spiral. It's hard to get out of, and it's stressful for people. And I think a lot of that impacts not just our mental health, but our relationships, you know, all the things that make life worth living get impacted by this sense of not having enough of the gold. And so that's why you do need to do it as a semi-regular activity. And I like to do it near the beginning of every year instead of doing New Year's resolutions. Have a year reflection point. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing to pull up last year's calendar, have a look at my diary, have a look through and go, oh, I love that one or didn't like that. (laughs) And then that gives you a bit of guiding principle for what you want to do in the coming year. For me, I stick a bunch of sticky notes around my desk with a few reminders. Like one of them I've got at the moment is do not accept an unpaid speaking gig unless you're absolutely certain. (laughs) Because I did quite a few last year that I was like, oh, this has made my life harder than I wanted it to be. Well, a lot of us also end up with more shit from just overly saying yes to things as well. And I'm guilty of it. I don't want to let someone down. I'm hoping that you just haven't said yes to come on the podcast. Well, we've got you now at least. <laughs> oh, no, not at all, Jared. I would, And that's the thing. But I know you're passionate about this stuff and you, you're choosing to, to you know, spread the word and, you know, educate others. So I know you get a lot of joy out of it too. It's definitely in my gold bucket. Don't worry. Definitely in my gold bucket, this one. So, yeah, I do this because I enjoy it. And don't worry, I would have said no if I didn't want to. No, I love coming on your podcast and I love what you do. And it is, that's the thing, I do get to choose. I get to pick. But it was looking back through my calendar and going, no, I really love those podcast chats with people. I love getting to hear about their different takes on things and and kind of explore my own thinking. So, yeah, this is definitely part of that process. (laughs) So, is there any other ways to, like, improve the STG ratio, as you call it, the shit to gold ratio? If people are listening to this driving, you know, probably leave this exercise till later, perhaps. Um. <laughs> yeah. Or I like to do voice memos for myself if I'm driving, you know, like just to record your thoughts. This is it, you can do it that way if you like. I think it's up to you how and when you do this. I like to grab a sheet of paper, but like I said, you could do a voice recording and just draw up three columns. One's got shit at the top, one's got needs, and one's got gold. All right. So, Start out by brain dumping your needs, the things you have to do and we're just not going to negotiate, like, you know, taking my kids to school. That's no point about thinking about whether I like that or not really. I want to do it. It's going to happen. Let's do it. So so brain dump those things so you're not wasting too much time on them. But then have a look through and whether it's mentally and you're just kind of thinking back through it or you do what I do, pull out your calendar, pull out your diary, whatever it is, and flick through those things that you've been doing or your job list and try and categorize them as shit or gold. Try and get them into those columns. And what you'll see is one list will be bigger than the other usually. <laughs> and if you've been doing this for a while, you might only have a handful of things that really suck. <laughs> but you're like, I wish I didn't have to do this. So there's two ways to fix this ratio. One is drop the amount of shit you're doing. So can I outsource it? Can I stop it? Why have I said yes to this? Is it really something that I have to do? Can I try not to do it? Can I get out of it? Like, whoa, thinking about that kind of thing. Or is there a way to outsource it, share the load with someone else? You know, it depends on what's on there. And the other option is, of course, to increase the amount of gold. If there's things that are missing, and often we see this with people who've like given up hobbies over time. This happens with parenting, right? You're too busy, right? You're too busy. You're either caring for a child or you're working. <laughs> That's how life depends out. And often you'll go, oh, I just don't feel much 
satisfaction or joy and oh, I've lost this, you know, it's usually someone's lost a hobby or some free time. So can you get that back in there? Can you can that increase the ratio? We just have to accept that we're never going to get the shit list down to nothing. <laughs> That's not a reasonable ambition for most people and actually a little bit of struggle makes life better. But trying to find one or two tasks that you can take off that list and maybe one or two things you can add onto that gold list, that's going to make a huge difference to how you feel about your day-to-day, week-to-week, are my days satisfying? So I recommend doing that. Do it as often as you need. I like to do it once a year, but make it a conscious exercise. Don't just let it wash over you and then suddenly be like, oh, no, I'm not happy. (laughs) What's happened? (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you for all those tips and it certainly makes a lot of sense to me and I was inspired by your Facebook post when you were mentioning this at the start of the year and I thought, oh, I've got to get you on to talk about because there's no point having, you know, money and creating all this wealth with property if we don't also improve the quality of our life and and actually make the conscious choices mean something. So thank you for helping us with that. Oh, you're welcome and thanks for having me on. I'm so glad it struck a chord. (laughs) Catch you next time. See ya. Thanks. Just a reminder. The information discussed in this podcast is general in nature. As we don't know your specific situation, you should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburb of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorshedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group. To be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions, and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group. Mm-hmm.